High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, members of the swim team, lettermans, and whatever sport you compete in. Oh, and an extra special shout-out to you reformed juvenile delinquents out there. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the summer pool party is at my place this evening. But first, let's get some important things out of the way. Very important things. Hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening, whether it be Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. More options coming soon. I promise you that. But come on, you have one of those things. And while you're there, give us a nice little five-star rating. Write us a review. Today's episode's going to be fun. Support us in advance. Support us after. I don't care. Just support me and the slumbers doing our thing twice a week on the Cage Club Podcast Network. That's cageclub.me, that's cageclub.me, and remember guys, that's the flagship for all high school slumber party content, including last Friday's episode. Oh my god, how fun was that? We talked kids with my cousin, Cousin Pumpkin. It wasn't an episode for the children, that's for sure, but it was a really, really fun episode. And before we get into Swim Fan Today, what an appropriate movie for my pool party this summer. Before we get into that, just want to remind you guys to A, listen to that episode, B, watch kids if you can, but C, on that episode we talk about my cousin's goofy movie tattoo. Remember guys, on our 100th episode, my cousin Pumpkin promised he would get a goofy movie tattoo of you guys choosing, the slumberers choosing. Well, right now, Pauly Shore doing the Leaning Tower of Chisa. That's the first place one right now, and... We didn't close the polls, basically because of the pandemic. Tattoo shops weren't open. So I'm giving him the opportunity to, I don't know, maybe petition some of his friends to get something else to be in the lead. He'll take that tattoo gladly. He would just prefer another one. Trust me, listen to the episode. He, I don't know if he makes a valid case, but he makes a case. So look at our social media today, Monday. Twitter, 
Facebook, Instagram. By the way, you guys have been killing it when it comes to class participation there. Thank you, thank you for sending me all those messages. Thank you, thank you for the likes and the comments. I really appreciate it. More love to me because it's not for me, it's for you. I do this podcast for the slumbers, for for the three of you listening out there. No kidding. I love it. I love doing this, and I love hearing from you guys out there, the listeners. But yeah, vote for the Goofy Movie Tattoo. We're going to decide by the end of the summer, and then whatever is decided by you guys, that's what he's getting, even if it's Pauly Shore's character. I don't even remember that character's name, but it's memorable. We all know it. Clearly, you guys thought so, too. That's the one in the lead. So check out our social media to vote, vote, vote. So, today, we are talking Swim Fan with one of my favorite guests, Alex Schroeder. This is a film that, whew, it came out when I was in high school. I think I mentioned it on the podcast. I feel like a select group who knows it are like, yeah, Swim Fan. And that most of you probably don't know this film. But, uh, well, I don't want to spoil too much, but it's an interesting one. I do have a disclaimer. I recorded this with Alex early in pandemic. She's actually recorded two episodes since that we aired, Weekend with a Babysitter, and Bring It On. So there might be some things that are out of context here, but who cares, right? Like at the beginning of pandemic, I was like, let me just record every day so I'm not depressed. So I did backlog a lot of episodes. This is one of them. And I figured, why not now? Why not now? It's the perfect time. We're at my pool party. You're no longer babysitting. You're mixing my drinks now. You're my bartender for the rest of the summer. So I'm going to ask you to get me a drink. Is that cool? Let's see. What's on my bartender's to-do list? Hmm. Oh, by the way, while I look this up, thank you all you who wished me happy birthday. I had a lovely birthday on Friday. Nice and quiet. You know what? I'm doing it today. We're going to keep it simple. I'm going to keep it easy for you. Just make me a froze. Froze's all day. So let's get into Swim Fan. Let's dive into Swim Fan. You like that, right? <laughs> so the song I'll leave you with today. Oh my God, so much to choose from, from this wild and crazy soundtrack. Let's see. It is by Saliva. And the song is called Greater Than, Less Than. So pack your favorite swimsuit. Tell your mother you're swimming at Brian's because we're about to get our party on. See you on the other side. one that we did was their fan oh so, oh, which way back i to love Halloween. yeah 
Yes. So yeah, that would be last year, huh? (laughs) That was a fun watch. And, you know, I'm happy to have you on again. We've had some good times on here and hopefully we have another one again. um, Just a reminder though, to introduce yourself. You say your name, your high school and your high school team name and whatever else you want to say. Right, Right. Well, I am Alexandra Schroeder. Again, very, very excited to be back. I am from San Marcos High School in Texas, and we were the Rattlers. Yes, I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go Rattlers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to remember everyone's high school team names, like at a snap of a finger, and, you know, maybe oh, something I fun. shouldn't be proud of, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gave you kind of a list of films, and your first choice was Swim Fan, 2002's Swim Fan. So I got to ask, what's your history with this film? Had you seen it before? I had seen it before, and I remember absolutely loving it. This was, yeah, this was when I was first kind of understanding thrillers. And I mean, this was just right up my alley. So you've been on like a couple different kinds of podcasts on here. You've been on a lot of a true crime and murder podcasts, and we certainly get that here. But you were also on Summer School Teachers, which was interesting um, (laughs) 70s sexual B film. But I feel like your experience... Not that your only experience in life is on this podcast, but theoretically has, you know, it's probably pretty valuable for a film like Swim Fan. My history with this film is I'd never seen it before, but I certainly remember being in high school in 2002, seeing these commercials and really wanting to see it. Like this was a film at the time that really was like appealing to high schoolers in high school, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, you have those actors when going through it, I was like, oh yeah, of course, like this chick, she's incredible. <laughs> that guy, super cute. You know, and all that. I'm just like, it was It was such a great, you know, remembering of, yeah, when this came out. <laughs> yeah, this is certainly a time capsule. So if you guys out there are not familiar with Swim Fam, I don't blame you. It's one of these films that I think if you are a certain age and around at a certain time, you definitely remember. But if not, like if you're 17, you definitely don't know Swim Fan. If you're 45, you definitely don't know Swim Fan. But if you're like between 30 and 35, you probably know Swim Fan, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a pretty good bracket. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so every week I read the back of the DVD, back of the VHS, and I found one for this. Uh, Usually I don't read like these review parts of it, but I will today because I thought, you know, well, I I thought it was funny. Jesse Bradford and Erica Christensen plunge into a world of desire and deceit in this scary, suspenseful surprise. Ben Cronin has it all. Good friends, a loyal sweetheart, and a good shot at a swimming scholarship. But a chance encounter with a sexy student turns Ben's dream life into a nightmare as her school crush escalates to obsession and ultimately murder. Not long, but there's not much you could say about this film more than that, I guess. Yeah, without like giving more of it away for sure um i would say that's pretty accurate <laughs> although you know i found when watching the film and something that I, I i guess i didn't catch when i had first watched it or even this first time around watching it she's a little bit more mature and not necessarily as sexy as like (laughs) you would say like mainstream sexiness is but I guess we can get into that no I definitely think like they made a lot of choices here that weren't just she's not like your typical femme fatale you know she's a little bit different Mm -hmm. okay so why did you choose swim fan like what what appealed to you about this film I remember absolutely loving this film when it came out I think I 
at a slumber party. So I thought it was absolutely <laughs> fitting. And I just remember I love the actors in it. I thought they had all done really good stuff um, that I'd seen before. And um, just, you know, warm feelings arose in me when I saw this title. <laughs> so that's why I picked <laughs> it. Yeah, just good times, you know. Love stalking and, you know, forbidden <laughs> love and cheating. It's all great. Love and this it. is a short film, too. It's a really easy watch. Great for a slumber party. It's only like an hour and 20-something minutes long. Yeah, like, hold your attention. It's quick. It's, you know, no bullshit. You know, <laughs> it's not... It's not complicated. And, and this isn't one with a lot of scholarship online. Like the only production notes I had are the entire film, except for one or two shots, was shot with a light blue tint, I guess, like to appeal to the swim nature of it all, uh, which is very noticeable. Oh, absolutely. It, it did always look like you were in like a very dimly lit pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, like, essentially. It felt like the reflection of the pool mm-hmm. was on everything. And this director, I hadn't really been too familiar with his work. The only like mainstream other film he really did was a film called Hide and Seek with Russell Crowe. I didn't see it, but I think I think I did see it because when I saw that title, you know, I, I refused to look it up and just let my brain make a decision <laughs> for me. As what I'm doing in quarantine right now anyway. But I think I had seen that because I remember Dakota Fanning is in it, right? Or one of the Fannings. Let me see. Hi, Nancy. One of those children. And I remember it being actually a, like a jump scare kind of movie. Yes, and yes. Dakota Fanning is in it. Robert De Niro. Yes. And so children and jump scares are, again, up my alley. <laughs> I love that stuff, too. So I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I had seen it. Awesome. So, yeah, I mean, again, not too much under this guy's belt, but at least something else, right? Usually I talk about the critical rating of the films at the end, but I just wanted to bring up that almost every poor review of this film said it was a Fatal Attraction ripoff. But I don't think that's necessarily A, true, and B, a bad thing. Like, this is a genre to me. Is it perfect? No. Is it, like, cutting edge or ahead of its time? No. But this is not what this film is supposed to be. Right off the bat, this is kind of those... uh. Trash is too mean of a word because trash implies you don't want it around, but it's like. Right. No. And, and, and smelly. And yeah, no. And it wasn't. I don't think so. No, but it is a film that's somewhat disposable. It's not a film where you're going to have like a philosophical debate at your university about it. You know, this is just like, <laughs> like I, I don't want to, I don't want to call it good, clean fun either. It's not like right. something where you're like, Oh, I, I feel good after watching that. Not that either, but it's, it's somewhat disposable in a sense. It's a good slumber party film. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand that. Again, yeah, like throwaway kind of seems negative. Like it's one notch above that. <laughs> but yeah, you're not going to like dwell on it. And it's not going to be in your brain every year going like, oh, I need to see this again. So <laughs> again, when I, you know, when I saw the title, I was like, oh, yeah, I like that. Okay. You know, it's kind of like one of those things. Yeah, to me, it's like it's more like a fast food style film. Like fast food tastes good, but you're not going to brag about it to people. You know, like, oh, I went to McDonald's. I had this delicious hamburger. You should hear, you know, but like it's still in the, at the moment in the time it has its purpose. And before revealing too much, let's get into it. You mentioned the cast before. Our big swimmer here is Jesse Bradford. He's been in a oh, bunch of yes. teen films of the era, like Bring It On and stuff like that. Where did you recognize him from? Bring It On. <laughs> Uh, right. <laughs> yes. 
I know he was in Bring It On. He had a small role in Romeo and Juliet, but I do not remember. Really? Or who was? Yes. Bradford. I gotta look that up. Romeo. And uh, yeah, look look it up because I I did not. Oh that. yeah, he was like one of Leo's like buddies, like the Leo crew. Oh. But like uh, again, not a big memorable moment uh, turn for him in that film. Uh, he's again, he was someone who I don't know what he's doing today. I haven't really seen much of him, but he had a run of a good like four or five movies that every teenager saw. Oh, he, he did another film around that time called Clock Stoppers that was in the similar milieu. Clockstoppers. Yeah, you, you got to look that up. It's silly. Uh, he was in Hackers, which we covered on this podcast. He's a lot younger in that one, but. That was awesome as well. <laughs> he, he did his thing. You know, he did his thing. He had like a good career of those actors that are like, oh, yeah, this guy that was in something I saw. <laughs> so then in that aspect, I would say he's pretty successful. Yes. This is firmly like a B movie. It's not something that I don't think they thought was going to win the summer for them. I, I think it's something that we don't get a lot of today. Everyone today is trying to make the greatest film ever. And I don't think this was trying to do that. And that's totally fine. Erica Christensen plays Madison and she's the swim fan, if you will. Uh, ha- had you recognized her from anything else before? I cannot name a single thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she, she, I mean, she has been around for as long as I've been aware of movies, you know, <laughs> um, but you know, like actually consciously semi-adult aware we covered a film of hers on this podcast called the perfect score she hasn't been in too much but i remember my guest on that episode her name was erica as well she had an interesting note like there are not too many famous ericas like that's not an uncommon name but can you name me a couple famous ericas i surely can't not at all (laughs) it's weird because that's not like a weird name she's actually you know i I think her character is pretty interesting in this we'll definitely get into that as well um in terms of other cast here shiri appleby plays amy who's like the sweet perfect girlfriend who could do no wrong um had you seen her her. in anything else uh i know that she's in a newer show about reality tv i was seeing the advertisements for that well it looks it looks kind of funny let's give her let's give her something okay (laughs) (laughs) let's give her something um i know that she was in a few things when she was younger Mm -hmm. Like a little girl, like some Law and Orders. Yeah, nothing too crazy. I know she was in that show Roswell, which was on around the same time as this. But mm-hmm. again, these are like some of these names are lost in time. You know. See, that's the thing. Like most of these actors were in either film or like TV shows, like TV spots, where you like you recognize their face, but you can't name a single thing. Yeah, like the coach, uh, Daniel Hadaya. Like, I have definitely seen him in things, but, like, nothing really that I was like, oh, okay. Like, I know him from that. There's a bunch of people like Jason Ritter, familiar faces here. I love Jason Ritter. I think he's adorable. (laughs) Yeah, he's great. His character's named Randy. Yeah, he's always, like, the nice, like, kind of bumbling friend, like, in the background. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. But, like, he's a big bit player, but there's no one here who's, like, a true A-lister or anything like that. And maybe that's why this movie doesn't have the cachet it does today. It's not like, again, Leonardo DiCaprio in the lead role and stuff, and we're talking about this as, like, a Leo film. Um, Again, there's not much else to this movie in terms of the cast or crew or anything like that, so... 
we're gonna you know skip ahead and just go into it let's talk about some favorite moments of yours favorite scenes uh you're leading the bus here you pick swim fan oh god <laughs> anything you really liked early on um well i loved their meat cute if we can just <laughs> jump to that you know where it's her first day of school and she just can't get that gosh darn locker open you know <laughs> which you know if i had a nickel <laughs> but and then you know like he comes in nice guy you know um as far as we know he comes in and he helps her out by like picking her lock like a weirdo with oh her my god haircut. yeah yeah and you could tell there's like a tiny bit of chemistry there i love it because like you right away and you know you learn a little things later too but like she almost seems too good to be true i mean there's earlier like moments where you see that he does have a girlfriend but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think that, I think that's the first scene is like them doing it in the car. Which yeah, I forgot about that actually. But yeah, that's uh, <laughs> interesting. That was totally there to be like, oh, this, this is not his first time. Later, you know, like he does have a girlfriend in the art. Oh, good. Serious, but yeah, he picks the lock, and it's just an allusion to f- some facts we learn later that he does have a checkered past, right? Like he went to juvie for a little bit because he was a bad kid. He did drugs apparently, but now because of his sweet old girlfriend, he's the perfect guy. You know, he's a letterman winner in swimming and he's got a scholarship, potential scholarship offers to big time schools. And you learn a lot pretty quickly in this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why this movie is like what we were saying is so uncomplicated. <laughs> it kind of like spells it out for you and kind of sets it up to where towards the end, it's like, oh yeah. Of course, that happened because of this and this. (laughs) That's a great word for it. This is so uncomplicated. Like, again, this isn't a thinker. Oh, not at all. It just spells it out. It's like, you will not have any questions, actually. (laughs) Just fine. (laughs) It's weird to do for a podcast because there's not much like, what did you think happened here? Uh, No, not at all. There's like no opinion. There's like no room for opinion, really, for this movie. It's just a fun as much fun as it can be it's just a fun (laughs) movie you know maybe you can learn from some of ben's mistakes apparently erica christensen is in that show or was in the show parenthood which is i don't know it seems like one of those shows that people watch i'm not sure (laughs) i've never heard of it i could be like completely wrong but that seems like something that's on tv I, i don't know so she's still active I'm just, I was trying to look things up, like maybe we can talk about this, maybe we can talk about that, but there really isn't that much to talk about besides like what's actually happening here. I mean, it, you know, it's it's easy to poke fun a little bit. But... Oh, and I'm sure we will. The way that um, Jesse Bradford's character, uh, Ben, is framed here, it does make me laugh a little bit because again, he, he is a kid who, who had his issues, who has that checkered past, as I said. But now he seemingly have so far overcome that. Like, not only is he a top swim athlete, but he also works as, like, some kind of nurse at his mom's hospital, which is yeah. pretty heavy for a high school kid. Yeah, he's, like, an orderly. Like, he passes out pills. I didn't know high school kids could have that job. I don't think they can. Like, I would, I would think weird. you would have to be, like, some kind of, like, intern in college, <laughs> right? At the very least, like, right? But I guess his mom got him the job. Well, and, I mean, especially... 
now that I'm thinking about it, especially because he had a drug problem. Yeah, there's no way. It's not one of these things like if my dad is like a mechanic and he gets me a job there or something, that's a little different story or like at at a store or something in retail. But in in a hospital? It doesn't make any sense. Well, okay. Well, here's a question for you. Here we go. Here's an opinion question. What kind of drugs do you think he got in trouble for? What do you mean? In this movie, only drugs exist. (laughs) <laughs> right it's no. blanket you smoke thought, the drugs <laughs> yeah, exactly like <laughs> i uh i don't know i actually thought about that because if it's pills again he shouldn't be working in the hospital right right uh, what do you think it was marijuana cigarettes <laughs> yeah he did too much of those marijuana cigarettes <laughs> you know he stole and he broke into houses for marijuana like I don't know. It implies that he like really was a criminal. If he went to juvie, you know, juvie, and all the cops like don't like him and stuff. Yeah, they know him, so I don't know. It has to be more. something more. It has to be like even at the time. Right. I'm just trying to think of like early '90s, 2000s, late '90s, early 2000s. What was like the drug of choice? I don't know. Uh... Crack. <laughs> crack. Was crack. Speed, was crack. Maybe? I think. <laughs> I think. I think speed was getting popular. Uh, maybe it was speed. Or Top duster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Who knows? Some kind I don't of know. above my pay grade to find out. <laughs> right. Just drugs. <laughs> but again, it, the movie doesn't make you question. or th- Well, it makes you question, but doesn't make you think about it. It's not like, wait a minute. How did he get the meth in this situation? It's just like, he right. drugs. Yeah. He was bad. But now yeah. he's good. Yeah, he hangs out with a with an old man named Mr. Tillman who's really gross. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. I, I do have to say that, you know, as Ben is like some kind of orderly or whatever, that little back and forth with Mr. Tillman, the old man, who's like horny as hell, <laughs> is really adorable. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly added like a different dynamic to his character and it made him, mm-hmm. especially like when he gets, uh, you know, spoiler alert, he, when he gets fired later. For, oh, yeah. You know, in a, a string of unfortunate things that are happening to him. Because <laughs> um, you're like, oh, man, he almost killed this guy. He seems to really, really like, even though he didn't. But, you know. He was not being responsible. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, let's get into, like, what actually happens here. I'm sure it won't take us long. But uh, so Erica Christensen plays this character, Madison Bell, who's moved in from the city. And they live in New Jersey, so it's not that far. But, uh She's living with her. Oh my god! I got to talk about this guy. She's oh, living yes. with her aunt and her cousin, and her cousin my looks god. like. Call back to our first episode we ever did together. Yes. He looks like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yes, he does. Thank you so much for <laughs> saying that, because I was I was watching it for uh, the second time uh, today. You know, just to you know gather my thoughts, you know, and see if there's anything that I had missed, you know, and it just like popped in my head. I was like, that's Jeffrey Dahmer. That is Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't care what anybody says, but I got to say what a little sweetheart he is, though. And what a big helper he becomes. (laughs) He ends up being a nice guy. But I know like if our teenager selves are watching, we got to be like, oh, you can't trust this guy. Look at his glasses. You know, look at his stupid hair. (laughs) His like Pee Wee Herman hair. (laughs) This movie just makes it so easy for everyone. (laughs) Oh, I know. But that's the great thing about this movie at at the same time is like you just sit back and just let it do all the thinking for you. (laughs) For sure. It almost has the quality and we've covered some on this podcast. It almost has the quality of like a lifetime movie or just like 
<laughs> just oh my something that doesn't take a lot of effort. It's something that you could be folding your clothes and watching or, again, mm-hmm. at a slumber party. You could be talking through it. It doesn't matter because it's going to bring you in with, like, the, the ch- more chilling parts. And then you can yeah. talk again. Or the sex <laughs> scenes. <laughs> or the sex scenes. And there are quite a few in this. But yeah. So uh, after they have their kind of meet cute, right, like, they – um. What happens? Like, he drives her home? Like, how does that happen? Oh, yes, of course, of course. Well, as I am, like, the professional with a swim fan, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, after their their little meet-cute, whatever, you know, he's driving home, and he thinks that he sees her walking home on the yes. sidewalk. And he's not watching the road, you know, because she's so sultry and sexy. And he's a little distracted. Well, Oh my gosh, guess what? She's actually like in front of his car and he stops it just in the nick of time. <laughs> that's what it is. Yes. And that's when he's like, I'm so sorry. Get into my car, stranger, and I'll drive you home. And I guess that's when her craziness wheels start turning. That's what I would say. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe she had it all planned out. Like it's not clear, but certainly the plan is in order, right? Some kind of plan. Mm-hmm. She leaves a notebook in his car and which i think was planted yes because for i've sure. done the same thing <laughs> I, hope, I hope you haven't done the same thing with other stuff in this film no but... no <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but no. that's a classic trick especially like for a high school uh girl or guy right like oh i left this there i guess we have to meet up again you know right and, and like oh of, of course i'll put my phone number in my notebook just in case it gets lost you know <laughs> <laughs> of course i do that with all my notebooks <laughs> yeah of course by the way she's like also like a cellist on the side that's a weird thing i don't understand As of, okay um, that's what's going to support my narrative of of how old this young woman actually kind of portrays herself to be yeah she is extremely mature like she's like an old lady almost like yeah but you know what is that's not that far off from her cousin right too like they both dress like they're not from this time period no not at all <laughs> their home looks like it's in the 70s it's almost like a time machine kind of thing i think it's their like the whole family i would have loved there to be one, I would have loved it to be a tiny bit more complicated and look into the family life. <laughs> but yeah, it was like the aunt was weird. Yeah, everyone was weird. Oh, yeah. With that oh, side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's a really good point because even the way she talks is like pretty old fashioned. Um, not, not in all moments, I have to say, but right. when they have this like diner meet cute. Yes. And, like, again, I hadn't really seen this film and I'm watching it and he's like, oh, I have a girlfriend. She's like, oh, okay, you know, I got a guy waiting back home for me in New York. Sure, whatever. And he should end it there because it's like, oh, I should take you home. It's like, oh, we don't have to. Something along the lines like, we don't have to go home now. Oh, what I a know. mistake, dude. Your well, whole life is probably ruined. Well, it's because he's 17 and she's like 42. That's why. <laughs> he, he doesn't know what he was getting into, but she knew exactly what she was doing. Like, it, it was just weird how she presented it in, in the way that it was like, oh, you know, but while we're living in different cities we decided to see other people (laughs) you know that is what i intend to do but i'm not ready to go home just yet it's very it's very weird like her whole her whole way of speaking like as you were saying was a very like film noir it was weird it was almost like they were in two different movies oh yeah oh yeah for sure i think that was pretty (laughs) that was pretty clear and i don't know maybe i'm I'm assuming it's a device to make us be like, something's wrong with this girl. Yeah, it has to be. This is too good to be true. She's weird. She talks weird. (laughs) (laughs) 
his girlfriend's so nice. She's so perfect. Why would he still be talking to this one? But again, I was a lot. <laughs> She's nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's a 17 year old and he lets his emotions get the better of them. Well, first they go to like, I don't know, they have like 24 hour access to his high school pool somehow. Yeah, which is really, really weird and extremely boring to watch him just swim. <laughs> Like, can I watch you swim? Sure, why not? Yeah, let me just take off my clothes and be in a Speedo. Come on. <laughs> like, what do you think was going to happen? <laughs> I thought it was... Okay, yes. So she gets into a bikini, right? And oh, they have a she swim does not, together. Ryan. She's what in her she? undies. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. Good, good call. She's in her underwear. But, you know, it's supposed to be a little bit sexy. But I thought this movie, interestingly, like, yeah, and you mentioned the Speedos, like... There's a lot of, like, showing guys, too, almost naked. So that's kind of like a, I don't know, a fair trade, if you will. Like, a lot of, mm-hmm. lot of sh- shirts mm-hmm. off and such. Okay, <laughs> if, you, if you say so. <laughs> no, because so many times in this film, it's like, oh, it's exploitive. Like, you know, all the girls are in bikinis. But we get a lot of Speedo shots. We do. We get a lot of Speedo shots. But I don't, yeah, I, I guess so. I guess you're right. What, you weren't, like, feeling it? Like, oh, this, uh. Jesse Bradford in the Speedo. Oh, please. No. Well, no, you don't really see him very much in the Speedo. You just see him like shirtless. That's definitely in his contract. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He was like, I don't want to be shown. Like, I don't want anyone to see anything. I I mean, I didn't mind Jason Ritter. I didn't mind uh, Jason (laughs) Ritter in the Speedo. This pool sex scene, we get rather interesting. um... Sorry, I'm just laughing thinking about it. First of all, like you said, you know something's going to happen here. They're teenagers. I get it. They have hormones. She's all kissing him. He's kissing her. And they go for it, right? It's kind of a... Again, you don't see anything, but it's kind of like an explicit sex scene. They don't oh, cut yeah. away. Well, I mean, there's like adjusting, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> Which is extremely, like, it's very much implied, you know, that they're adjusting for a reason. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it gets really hot and heavy. And then she pulls those three words out which oh is very god. off-putting oh my god she's like tell me you love me and he's like well, he kind of like stopped he's oh. like oh you don't have to mean it i just like hearing it and he goes okay I sure do. <laughs> idiot teenager not thinking with, with your brain buddy like jesus oh. christ like oh, oh my sure god. that's when you should know that something is wrong oh my god oh honestly. my god to the nth degree yeah yeah honestly <laughs> And, like, he just met this girl, too. He just met her. And so an excuse we use a lot on this podcast is, well, he's a teenager. He makes stupid decisions. And I think you got to use that here because that's big teenage move here. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Any other overall things you want to mention about from the mute cute to their initial sexual encounter? Oh, well, I mean, when he's, dro- uh, when he's dropping her off and she's like, you know, I don't want to. And a very adult thing to say was her just saying, you know, I don't want to be like a locker room joke. Yeah, right. Like, hey, he's about to get away with this. Like, this was kind of like how horrible this sounds, but what a perfect, like, cheating situation. (laughs) Like, the other person doesn't want to talk about it either. We're just friends. Cool. High five. See you tomorrow, bud. (laughs) And then you're like, okay, great. You're done. That's, again, something that... Again, I, I'm glad you brought up like, the whole cheating aspect there, too. You got to be really stupid to believe 
that in not I'm not saying like even guy girl, but if someone's gonna say like, oh, a secret safe with me, you know, <laughs> everything's gonna be okay. And yeah. like, oh no, buddy, buddy, you're screwed, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, women are so vengeful. It's not yeah. So I don't I don't want to make it about that because totally there's a lot of bad undertones here like the evil woman kind of thing like vengeful lady that's not always like the best archetype so i don't want to reward it there but even if the genders were flipped if like she cheated on her boyfriend and he was like oh don't worry you know one's gonna find out about this he goes home like he's a little worried but he's like eh, you know (laughs) maybe this will be fine you know like whoops okay it's not really to that moment like at the what is it the party right like they go to a house party oh my god that was legitimately like kind of a jump scare to me even though it wasn't a scare like and she's talking to his girlfriend that scene the party scene in general i found to be the most uncomfortable my heart was in my stomach like my chest was hot you know like (laughs) that was so uncomfortable and horrible to me so yeah i totally do understand the whole like almost as if it was like that's the thriller part that's the jump scare part yeah yeah and she's kind of making excuses where she's like oh you know we're just friends right i'm just at this party she seems so nice your girlfriend my god oh i would i would hate that I'd be like bitch get out please <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i mean she's at this point i don't know what her motive is the character's motive we'll say I don't know what the the character's motive is. No, but you know it's not good. You know it's not no, good. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously not to make him feel comfortable. <laughs> you know, if you want it to happen again, maybe you should back off a little. <laughs> you know? Not like kind of be like, I got the secret, I got the secret. It's scary. Uh, and this movie teeters this really weird uh, balance of I'm scared for him. I feel bad for him. But also, he did, like, cheat on his girlfriend. And there doesn't seem to be that much of a struggle when it happened. You know, he wasn't like, no, I really can't do this. So, at the same time, he doesn't deserve all the things that happened to him. But he certainly isn't a great guy. No, I mean, well, the thing is, is, like, I look at it as he didn't make a mistake. Like, he, and, like, I'm not at all, like, saying, like, oh, cheating is not. (laughs) Because it's lying and it's, like, you know, a really shitty thing to do if people don't you know, say that they don't want that. I did feel ultimately bad for him in the sense that, like, she seemed pretty well-versed into how to fuck up someone's life. Oh, yeah, and we learned that she has before, so... <laughs> well, well, that was a question I had. I don't know. Oh, true, true. And we'll talk yeah. about that. Sure, but... The one thing, though, that was like, okay, I do feel bad for him. Again, I'm going to say it again. He is a teenager, right? As much as this film tries to portray that, like, him and his girlfriend, it's true love or whatever, at the end of the day, guys, if you're out there and you fell in love and you married your teenage sweetheart and everything's hunky-dory, then good for you, but you are one of the rare ones. Most people do not marry the person that they're dating in high school. So it's not that crazy for him to have some kind of confusing feeling. In fact, it's probably typical. So as much as he like betrayed his girlfriend's trust, it's not like out of left field. It's not like um, a guy who's married for like 30 years. He's got like kids and stuff, and he's just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm leaving my family, you know? He's still a kid. That's the thing. It, it's not unheard of for people to have a wandering eye. Of it's course. Really, it's not at all. It's just how they come back from it. Is the relationship with your partner salvageable? 
was there something already wrong with it and why you felt the need but they are kids and there was a new girl in town boom like that sometimes that's enough for kids to be stupid (laughs) (laughs) it's true it's true yeah yeah we obviously find out that this girl really really likes him really likes him a lot (laughs) that yeah that's the understatement of the year (laughs) oh that's what she says at the party right she's like i think i left my panties in your car oh yes that's such a that's such a big part thank you for bringing that up (laughs) my back is sweating right now thank you (laughs) and it's literally the same exact trick she pulled with the book except she's upping the ante like tenfold well this is why it's super up the ante. Um, somebody asked him to move his car, right? For for some reason that was totally lost because this actor does not know how to enunciate, <laughs> we'll say, uh, in the film. And, you know, Ben's girlfriend's like, oh, I'll move the car. No big deal because she's so perfect and wonderful. And that's when Madison, crazy stalker girl, tells Ben like, oh, hey, by the way, have you seen my panties? <laughs> As the sweet, perfect girlfriend is going to the car to go inside and presumably find these panties. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's just, again intense. It's a really intense moment. I think again, if you buy into this film, you're feeling all this, and if you're just not buying in, you're like, eh, you know. But I was buying in at this point. I was all in, and maybe it's because I just been alone watching movies and stuff and i've been getting into them like this but i think this is a good quarantine film which i do yeah i mean again it makes you forget all your problems and focus on ben's problem madison (laughs) bell (laughs) which is another like another uh thing about this like weird age thought is that madison bell sounds like such an old tiny oh yeah like i do declare like that yeah kind of, like, like old-fashioned or gertrude like what kind <laughs> of a name is that <laughs> oh that's so true so you know let's talk more about how the craziness escalates then we had uh what happens after the party that really oh my god one of my favorite things sorry i'm looking at my notes now we see 2002 internet. Yes. Oh my gosh. With all of the uh, like the voices, like you have mail. <laughs> Please enter your username and password. <laughs> I love it. Please enter password. You have 81 new email. Hey! 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 <laughs> uh. So, here's what oh. I think. I think that when school is over, we should go to my house, my empty, parentless house. Um, I have, uh, work. Um, maybe afterwards. My shift starts at six. Um, tomorrow? Is it me? Because, you know, I thought that a little release was supposed to help. Um, it's just all the work. I just got work. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's amazing. And you really, like, made me laugh when you signed on our... Because, obviously, because of 
quarantine we're recording this remotely and when you signed on uh to the discord uh which is what we record with (laughs) your your discord name was exactly uh madison's name in the film (laughs) swim fan 85 all right now do you think 85 is like the year she was born that's what i was gonna guess yeah i mean well maybe not but (laughs) well i don't know no but like if she's like playing that older character you're saying then maybe not but i think that's the year she's supposed to have been born right right that's what i'm figuring that makes sense right like high school at the time 2002 yeah and they're like seniors right yeah 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 because he's gonna go to school uh he's gonna go to college next so yeah that that makes sense then (laughs) that is hard Yes, I did choose WimFan85 as my little username. And I love how no one on Discord has ever had that. I love it. Because I have never had that happen to me before. Have you ever had that happen to you? No. Every time I think of something, oh, man, you know? Uh, it's like, oh, man, I have to put in, like, these numbers. Like, okay, what numbers will I remember? You know? <laughs> <laughs> that just shows how this movie is, like... There's no stay power today. No people again. I think if you bring it up to certain people, they're going to know it. But I don't think anyone's talking about swim fan except you and me right now. Which is either really sad or really cool. <laughs> I think it's cool. Okay, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, she starts flirting with him there, and it's super scary because it's like, oh, first of all, she made her screen name as I said, swim fan, and this is escalating right. so fast. She shows up at his house and talks to his Ooh. mom. Oh no, she brings like Madison brings his mom flowers because oh, it's her yeah. birthday. But I don't remember Ben ever telling her that it was his mom's birthday. And <laughs> he she, definitely didn't. No, he definitely didn't cuz she she's like, "Well, you told me at the party that it was her birthday." Nah, not that we saw. Uh-uh. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> like, it comes like, yeah, no, how is this still happening? It was it was disgusting. Yeah, you know, you mentioned a couple times that some of her lines sound like they're old fashioned, but occasionally Ben will get lines that a teenager wouldn't really say either, and I laughed about. And one of them kind of happens here when he starts talking to her. He goes, "I think you're misunderstanding our relationship in a fundamental way." Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think because um, yeah, when I heard that, I also laughed, and I was like, he wouldn't say that, but maybe. <laughs> Maybe a teenager, a senior, let's say something like that to get his point across, you know, to be an adult, you know, because then she goes on to say, like, oh, we're friends, aren't we? And and aren't friends excited when other friends bring flowers and and come and visit them? (laughs) No, Madison, not in 2003. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, yeah, I don't remember the last time a friend did that. I'm not dissing my friends, but exactly. Not in 2020, not in 2003, not in 1975, probably not since like the 50s. Exactly. So I'm just like, oh, man, (laughs) scary. But I think this scene is actually really really important not only because it does go farther and if you haven't gotten it up until now madison is crazy (laughs) but this is the scene where you know he's like you really do need to stop like this is really getting out of control this is it and you see that you know like i don't know what it's called when uh filmer or like directors uh cinematographers do this but they like split like split the 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 taping to where it's like 
twing twing like i don't yeah. i don't know how, like, <laughs> like, it, like it's like whoa pivotal moment like oh she seems really upset i've been looking all over for you what are you doing in here ben what is going on i don't understand you're not returning my calls are you mad about josh i'm late for work listen he doesn't mean anything to me when i'm with him i pretend it's you Did I do something wrong? Would you just talk to me? Madison, I have a lot going on right now, okay? Maybe too much. Maybe you should consider dropping some of your commitments. Jesus, Madison, what don't you get? I'm, tr I'm trying to drop you. You don't mean that. Madison, I don't know any other way to say this except to just say it, okay? I'm not with you with Amy. Amy, I told you this. Do you remember? Sure, I remember. But I also remember you told me you loved me. Yeah. You asked me to. And this is like, when she gets really upset yeah you definitely see it in a lot of horror films like again i love how you said she's crazy because like that's that's what it is like there's no nuance as there might be in a film today like this is what she had you and i have sat here like think about we need to talk about kevin or other films we've done where like what exactly did this person have like what was it something that in their life that affected them was it you know something they're born with like what is going on in their head in movies like this it's it's pretty much just crazy right like she's whatever crazy means that's what she is exactly like she's just i mean she obviously has an obsessive kind of personality (laughs) but yeah she's just like she latches on to people and she's a stalker you know like she oh and, yeah and she's good at it too oh she's really good at it <laughs> because i think every teenager has probably had a quote-unquote stalker moment you know not to this degree it's most like oh let me look up this person's profile you know and... uh, are they online on myspace let's go see <laughs> like, like that like that level of stalking i think is totally acceptable <laughs> but <laughs> But hers, where she's like, at one point, steals his car keys and makes copies or something and like (laughs) finds out, yeah, when his mother's birthday is and like that kind of stuff is a little bit, a little, you know, a little much. (laughs) Crazy, we'll say. A little Um, crazy. Yeah. Uh, And all I was thinking about in this moment when he's confronting her, I was like, no, you don't want to piss her off. Dude, if you piss her off, it's just going to get worse. Like, I get that he stood his ground, but I there had to be a better strategy like me. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Like what I mean, what could be a better strategy with with stuff like this? And and especially because, like you know, he he has an idea as to how obsessed with him that she is you know, but mm-hmm. like, how does he know what to do? How does he know what she's capable of? Like he obviously has no idea that she's like down to kill somebody, you know? <laughs> but what would be a, a, like a good step? 
Who really knows? Call the police? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I guess. But I don't know. <laughs> and it just keeps escalating from here, right? Like she ends up dating his friend. Which is the least weird thing, in my opinion. <laughs> no, no, I know. But I, I get. Is it before that where she sends him like a naked photo of herself? It's before that. Okay. You know, there's that. Well, th- we already mentioned it. She gets him fired from his job. Yes, by like switching pills. And so that sweet, perverted old man gets like a heart attack or something. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. I'm just laughing at where we're going. <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously not. Like, that. he survives, which I, I love it too, because like it's still a teen movie and they don't want like the sweet old man to die. Right. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> and then like, as all this is going on, his girlfriend still doesn't know, right? That's the most amazing thing. She's had yeah. no idea. <laughs> so we're just building and building and building. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I-, I wanted to talk about this scene. There's one point where he confronts her and he gets a little too violent for my taste. Uh, do you oh. remember? Like he's- He starts choking her. I'm like, whoa, dude. This is I- I get after it. She, tr- she, again, tries to kill Mr. Tillman, the perverted mm-hmm. old man. And so he flips and he will like give her a taste of her own medicine, I guess. And he gets in her face and is like, you're never going to talk to me. You see me in the halls. You're going to pretend I don't exist. And that's it. Still, I'm telling you, it was made me a little uncomfortable because also you don't fight crazy with crazy. I just knew that that wasn't going to work with her. If anything, that would set her off some more. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I can only assume that she only knows violence. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oof. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> So this, this is just getting heavier and heavier and heavier. Um, again, yeah. I just see this would be a part of the slumber party where everybody kind of starts turning quiet. <laughs> actually watching the movie. Yeah. And after that moment, he's like, he gets, you get a sense where he's like, I got to tell my girlfriend because I, I don't trust her obviously. And I did something wrong. And he goes to like the restaurant that she works at, but she's super busy. So he's just like, Oh, okay. And he doesn't end up telling her. But guess who does? And, <laughs> and you know, again, you know it's a mistake because, boom, at school, <clears throat> there's like a song playing and he's walking towards her and we don't see her face and she turns around and she's just crying like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like she found out. It's because Madison Wynn told her. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Always two steps ahead, that girl. Always two steps ahead. If I'm moving too fast to you, for you, tell me. If there's any like scenes I'm skipping or moments yeah. that you really want to talk about, let me know, definitely. Because like, what happens next, right? Like, he, he get, She gets him disqualified from swimming by like saying he tested positive for steroids. Like Somehow she taints his urine, which is amazing. Well, this is, yeah, this is something that I was like, how did she do this? Because she acquires the pills anabolic steroids which i don't even know what's used for when it's like let's say when it's um when it's not used for any kind of like performing enhancement i don't know how she got those yeah definitely it wasn't subscribed to to her i guess no prescribed right right but she somehow slips slips it to him and i don't know when that would have happened i guess it's just one of those movie magic kind of things (laughs) That's the only way, right? Because there's no way she, like, got someone else's urine, like, tainted it somehow. <laughs> and, like, she has a lab in her 
you know, in her room or something. Yes, she must have slipped it to him somehow. Again, I don't know when, but she's done a lot of crazy things here. She's defied logic with how she's been able to get things in certain places. Right, 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 right. And then that's where, like, uh, the cousin starts helping out, too, and being like, yeah, 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 uh, by the way, she's crazy. I'm not the crazy one, despite my haircut and my glasses. (laughs) Despite my, my nerd sort of aura. Um, <laughs> I'm not the strange one here. She is the hot one. So yeah, no, yeah. This is when he really starts stepping up and is like kind of uh, pulling the veil on Madison and how she is. And she helps Ben out by kind of like giving him all this information. And that's when it is revealed that she had like this guy that is waiting for her in New York is actually like someone who's on a like a breathing machine in like a nunnery or something. What was up with <laughs> <Yeah>. that? <laughs> she might kill people, but she's she's often shown that she's not the best at it. Like she okay, so okay, so I'll ask this question. What was your theory of what happened with her ex boyfriend? Was this her trying to kill him in the past? Was it like an accident she's trying to replace him like what do you think was going on there i think the most compelling version would be that she like these are the only relationships she's ever known which are kind of like obsessive ones Mm -hmm. and this relationship with i think his name was jacob or jeffrey they say it in the movie but yeah i didn't register it it's like jeffrey or something or maybe it's not maybe i'm thinking about jeffrey Dahmer again i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) always um no i'm just kidding maybe (laughs) are you i don't know (laughs) quarantine's hard on everybody brian okay (laughs) (laughs) that maybe like these kind of relationships are the only ones that she's ever known like these kind of obsessive like steal your man kind of stuff uh like kind of relationships and a lot like this one that she's trying to do with Ben. That's how this relationship was, where she kind of like weaseled her way into this guy's life. And when maybe he was saying, I can't do this anymore, or, Hey, you're acting a a little crazy. I think maybe we should take a break. She forced this like traffic accident. And now he's on like this respirator, essentially. That's what I would imagine. Okay, yeah, I mean, that makes sense because it's it's playing out again, it seems like. <laughs> right. And how she's just, like, always seemed to have been always there, like, in his hospital room and, like, hovering. Like, it, it's almost like those nurses who kill kind of situation where she oh, yeah. wants to control people and keep people down so that they're always around for her. Absolutely. Um, and <sighs> so a little bit before this, she accidentally says Ben's name to her new boyfriend, Josh. He gets a little upset. Again, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of sexual things in this film. Definitely like a, a teen sexual thriller, as weird as that sounds. Oh, for sure. Um, and he she ends up killing him, right? Uh, I would say so. <laughs> well, I was yeah. going to say, it's like this is her first confirmed kill. Uh, yeah, she takes a bat to his head. It's never shown the actual killing but he is found in the swimming pool with his head split open by Ben, who is then accused of his murder. This movie like takes some fun shortcuts that we mentioned before, like the detectives or the mm-hmm. detective character. And it's like not even explained. Like it just 
oh, he knows him because of this drug past. Like, it's it's said a little bit, but it's not even like, oh, my God, Detective Meyer, you're still here? It's just like, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing here? Obviously, someone got murdered, buddy. Like, <laughs> hey, Right. And we think you did it. Duh. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Again, while all this is going on and he does this research, what am I like where I kind of laughed out loud when he sees the varsity jacket in her ex-boyfriend's room and he just builds this entire plan in like a split second of how to frame her. I love it. It's it's interesting how he suddenly gets his wits and a mind about him that I've been begging to him <laughs> to have this whole movie. And then the entire time. Gets it then. Yeah. And he suddenly gets it then going, oh, hey. I have an idea. Let me dress up as her, like, a, you know, coma boyfriend. Yeah, let me use her. Let me use her cousin to do it, and uh, have this whole and get some friends together. Friends that we haven't seen since the beginning of the film, mind you. Hello. Uh, <laughs> why can we carry them a little bit more throughout? But okay. <laughs> It's like, we need this film to be an hour and 20 minutes long. We can't have any minutes more devoted to anyone else. (laughs) No one else gets any lines. We just need to explain this film. We need to get this off the ground. Josh, but I tried to kill Amy. I'm already gonna spend the rest of my life in prison. What? One more? Don't be mad. I did it for us. Us? You don't have it in you. You couldn't hurt a fly. How stupid do you think I am? Yeah, yeah. And he like, yeah, he enlists some of his friends to record her pretty much like caught, you know, uh, like with this whole weakness of finding her coma boyfriend. Oops, it's actually her cousin. Uh, Ben comes out from the shadows of this parking garage and (laughs) (laughs) uh, takes a scalpel from her hand because she's there in the hospital to try to kill Amy, his sweet girlfriend, who she runs off the road. Oh, yeah. We totally yes. forgot about and, and that. And she frames Ben. She frames Ben as well for that too. So much is going on. Uh, right. She's so good at what she does for the most part. Yet she's fooled by a plan that to work has to go perfectly. If she turns yeah. a different corner, if she doesn't have a scalpel on her, if you know if she doesn't do all these things, it would never have worked. Right. And it's just like, and suddenly she gets like a loud mouth. You know what I mean? <laughs> Saying like, "I did it for us." And I know you couldn't ever hurt a fly. It's like, you dumbass. And before this, you're absolutely right. She was so good. She's like, what do you mean? We're just friends, you know? Uh, it's it's like, pick a lane. Which one are you going in? <laughs> but that's fine. I mean, it's all good because, again, this is not a thinking movie. Right. This is something where, uh, you know, it, it's one of these endings. You know it's not the end because you've seen these kind of movies before. She gets arrested. And by the way, the person with a record. They trust completely without bringing him in as well, even though he's the prime yeah. suspect. And he's on the run, mind you. Well, I mean, they did have, you know, a big old tape recorder but, filming okay. the whole thing. <laughs> you know this better than I do. You're into the true crime milieu and, and 
you do this. Isn't, do they ever just play it on the scene? Like, oh, wait, oh, no. you have some evidence? Let's just play this tape right here. And who, whoever it says, we're going to arrest. And the other one goes free. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, you know, it might be going like a little bit overboard. But I would say like, you know, cops would go to the girl who was filming it and be like, give me that camera. Put it in an evidence bag. We're going to go watch this back at the, you know, the precinct. Because this is all evidence now. We're not just going <laughs> to, let's just rewind this. You know? You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's turn up the volume here. Who's got a pair of headphones so I can really listen yeah. in really uh-huh. well? Like, no, uh-huh. it does not happen uh-huh. like that. No. Oh, yeah, she did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, oh, she said, oh, oh, she said you wouldn't hurt a fly. Okay, I guess you didn't do it. I'm like, no, no, it doesn't happen like that. Not at all. And again, I'm not I'm not sure the connection that they were trying to draw with the old boyfriend, except that she's doing everything the same. Like he was a baseball star, this guy's a swim star. I mean, she has a type, we'll say. Yes. <laughs> she has a type. <laughs> she likes yeah. to cut out newspaper clippings. Oh yeah, she loves that. She loves a little box of trinket. Yes. Little like like grandma of... again. Oh my or me. <laughs> I do the same thing. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, a little box of memories. Or, you know, with, with the uh, the coma boyfriend, that could have been the one that she actually really loved. And maybe that was so traumatizing to her that she's trying to, like, fill that gap. Mm, that's possible. That's possible. But then at the same time, it's like all of the things that she did, even at the very, very end, which is the coolest scene ever that we have to talk about. She seemed, like, so practiced. You know? Oh, my God. So she's arrested and she escapes by... What, does she steal a gun and kills two cops in a car? Yeah, she had uh, the one cop is driving, and then there's another one sitting next to her filling out the paperwork. But the dumbass cop has his gun clip, or like the gun holster, unclipped. So it's like easily to grab. Like she can grab it super easily, and she does. And she, ki- and she like shoots both of them. Jesus. It's- <laughs> yeah. And this is like apparently a 17-year-old. So... If you have a potential murderer in your car, too, please exercise more caution, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think so. But, you know, this movie is just whack- wackadoodles. Um, but, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And she steals a cop car and drives right to Ben's house. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, um, oh, God, what's the girlfriend's name? I haven't even probably said her name the entire time. Lily or something? I don't know. Amy, Amy. Amy, that's right. I'm with Amy. I'm with Amy. <laughs> I don't know if you caught this, but the same, with within hours, Amy is in this hospital, you know, on her deathbed, essentially. It's assumed that her boyfriend did it. Her parents still decide to go away because she's like, oh, my parents are going to be away all week. Yeah. For some reason, they haven't canceled their trip. Because of this, she goes home with... Her boyfriend, who, again, two hours ago was suspected to be her killer, she goes home with her boyfriend and, you know, is released from the hospital and stays there. And there's, like, a brief phone call with the parents. It's like, okay, you're still leaving? All right, I'll take care of her. Bye. Like, <laughs> Well, one, they were going to Jamaica. so Oh, sorry. You, yeah, you, you can't not go to Jamaica, Brian. <laughs> oh, you're okay? You're good? It wasn't actually a murder and they caught the person? Great. Okay, that's fine. Um, Yeah, whatever. But number two, my parents would cut off their toes before letting my boyfriend sleep over or vice versa. Okay. I don't believe that one for a fact. That's the one thing in the, in the movie where I was like, Nope, throwing it away. <laughs> I can't, I can't <laughs> get behind this movie at all. But yeah, but like she's staying over at her boyfriend's house who, yeah, 
was suspected of trying to murder her, but also has a crazy girl after him. Like, <sighs> might as well, like, dress yourself in me and jump in a shark tank. Like, what are you doing, you idiot? Oh, my God. It's just, again, I, I love it because of what it is. But when you look back, you're like, holy shit. <laughs> uh, it's, it's ridiculous. You can't make it up. You can't make it up. But... Uh, evidently it was and we do get this like really cool scene i mean in, in terms of visually and stuff madison kidnaps amy ties her to a chair and so poetically because the movie is called swim fan she throws her to the bottom of the, of the swimming pool of course our our hero has to come in and dive in the pool and save her from drowning uh, <laughs> wait how do, how does a uh, madison end up in the pool oh yeah she had a huge stick this is like almost comical. She has a huge stick. <laughs> yes. And she's like hitting the water, trying to hit him, trying to save his <laughs> girlfriend. And she's like, tell me you love me, Ben. You said you loved me, Ben. And he grabs the stick and pulls her in. Mind you, she can't swim. And she drowns. Which I thought was a ploy. I thought she was just saying that. So like, oh, I can't swim. Come to me. But she, no, she, you're right. She legit can't swim. And, and as you said, she drowns as he saves his girlfriend. And it's just like, oh, everything's hunky-dory. Like, there's like a little coda scene where he, he watches his swim team, but he doesn't compete. And then they like go off to college, I guess. I don't, I mean, his life is kind of ruined. Does he go to college? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly well, don't no. know. Yeah. I mean, that's like the biggest question is like, well, does he go with, uh, Amy to Rhode Island and they you know they live together after all because now he kind of has to do what she says you know <laughs> happily ever after yeah just happily ever after you know and that's, <laughs> and, and that's it I, I you know that very end scene the very very end where you know just everything's kind of just wrapped up and what, whatever was extremely disappointing like like there was no like well that was crazy you know there was none of that at all it's funny because again the, like i said a million times the movie is short so they could have totally had something there it's like they kind of gave up like oh this is it exactly it's just like well that's what you get <laughs> you know, straight to straight yeah. to dvd there you go like <laughs> so you know that's pretty much swim fan in a nutshell i wish guys that we can talk about some philosophical things that we've discussed on some of the deeper movies we've done but for what you did to me by making me watch we need to talk about kevin <laughs> yeah if there's gonna be another murder film that i can maybe take a break when i watch it's this one right because like you couldn't find two more opposite films when it comes in character analyzing and stuff like that for sure yeah we're uh we need to talk about kevin was so dark and complicated and like it, like it shook me to my core that movie really did and still it, does honestly yeah, for it, gave, it gives me nightmares like it definitely makes people think about having children <laughs> <laughs> and then you think about swim fan and you're like oh oh thank god there's this breath of fresh air i need to <laughs> get up from we need to talk about kevin you know so yeah i totally i totally agree with you there but yeah, this is a fun movie. It, I think it's just like a fun movie. <laughs> it made me feel like a teenager again, you know? Um, and I get this isn't like, not because I can relate to what happens, by the way. Not because of that. Oh, this has never happened to you? No, I mean, not not recently, at least. But... Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's something that I don't think a lot of people have seen. I don't think a lot of people will see. <laughs> but it's something... <laughs> 
again, like if you're in the mood for it, it's it's fun, but it's hard to really uh, grade. She's not good enough for you. <laughs> you know, Alex, I always love doing these quizzes with you. Mm-hmm. Ever since we did that random one on summer school teachers, they've always been a blast. So I couldn't find a magazine mm-hmm. quiz from the time. I did eBay some magazines, but they haven't come in yet, which I totally understand. <laughs> I know the post office is doing some more important things right now and delivering some essential things. And a Seventeen magazine with Julia Stiles on the cover from the year 2000 <laughs> is probably not priority. Oh, Julia, don't you guys know each other? Aren't you guys best friends? <sighs> oh, I wish. <laughs> we, did, we did meet, but that's another story. Oh. <laughs> As I, know. I love it. So I did find this BuzzFeed quiz that I thought was applicable for this movie Swim Fan because of when it came out. Mm-hmm. And it's not really a quiz. It's more, but I'm changing it into a quiz. Basically, we're going to see how many of these you agree with. Okay. So you could say if it was true about you or false about you. And it's called 25 Things All 2000s Girls Are Secretly (gasps) Ashamed They Did. Oh, I love it already. (laughs) So we'll see how many you get here. Probably not going to get all of them, but maybe, you know, hopefully, hopefully a good amount. So, all right. I don't know what everything means here, but if you don't know what it means either, let me know. If you do, just answer true or false. Um, Okay. First. Buying a fake Takashi Murakami Louis Vuitton bag and passing it off as a real one? No idea. False. Okay. Okay. False. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Do I just say false then? Or like true, untrue, whatever. If it happened to you. We're, we're counting if these, if they're yeses. If you don't know what it is, you, it probably didn't happen to you. Okay. Okay. Well, then there you go. That makes sense. <laughs> okay. Two. Oh, wow. We're starting off hot. Okay. Wearing low-rise jeans that intentionally show off your thong. Oh, true. Oh, disgusting disgusting (laughs) hey i just want to be real with you i want to be real for the listeners you know as long as you're honest i appreciate it i'm just like cringing at like high school girls doing that but it happened it happened so sorry (laughs) i'm so sorry to everybody (laughs) okay three creating a sim that looks like your boyfriend or crush and making a family with it oh true (laughs) (laughs) recently too (laughs) (laughs) okay um sorry feeling more attracted to chris kirkpatrick than justin timberlake this is a a in-sync oh false okay i was gonna say that that's an interesting one yeah he he had a face like a foot sorry okay (laughs) Okay. sorry okay go on five leaving super emo aim away statuses with either My Chemical Romance or Dashboard Confessional lyrics. Oh, true. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Or Bright Eyes. <laughs> oh, Bright Eyes. Yeah, I, I went deep. I was deep. <laughs> okay, number six. Dyeing your hair so it looked skunk colored. And it has a picture of like, Nicole <gasps> Richie with like black and blonde hair. Oh, my God. Yes, I did that. True. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, but I only did like one little strip. Oh, my God. It counts. It I counts. didn't know that was All a right. thing. Okay. <laughs> number seven. Getting way into your usage of Jergens Natural Glow. I don't know. It's a daily moisturizer. This is supposed to be in the past. <laughs> hey, if it's still now, if it's still now, true, you gotta count true. It. That's true. You're a two thousands girl. Oh, okay, true. we're gonna count it. <laughs> oh my god. This I definitely know you were a part of. Um, I was definitely a part of this too. Okay. Wearing ironic graphic t-shirts. Oh, true. One hundred. <laughs> Absolutely. And their example shirt is the Jesus shirt that says "Jesus is my home." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Kentucky is for lovers for some reason. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> Be dazzling your own clothes. Um, I'll say true. 
I'll give that a true. I definitely saw it. I never personally did it, but it definitely happened. I did my okay. pencil case. Yeah, we'll count it. A canvas one, yeah. Okay. All right, number 10. Going into chat rooms and pretending to be older than you were. True. Definite true. Yeah. Definitely I think true. Did that one. Oh, yeah. 11. Creating a fake profile to stalk someone. Oh, false. Not going to even lie about that one. Okay, true. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We've all done that, yeah, okay? Yes. It's not like an actual stalking. It's not like Come I on. talked to them. I just looked at their stuff. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and again, that one we know you're not doing now. We're assuming no. that one was when you were younger. No, no. Yeah, that was when I was younger. <laughs> I just I just do it in RL now, so. <laughs> <laughs> Number 12, wearing short skirts and Uggs. Oh, false. Okay. 13, being obsessed with Abercrombie and Fitch and thinking it was the coolest store ever. False, girl. False. I was not so about it. It wasn't my thing, but yeah. it was a lot of people's thing. That's true. Okay. So many people's thing. Number 14, having Tom as one of your top eight friends instead of one of your real friends on MySpace. False. Ooh, no love for Tom. No, I was cool. 15, taking high contrast selfies. False. Oh, we got, got a lot of false ones in a row. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. 16, illegally downloading music you're not going to get in trouble for this. <laughs> but Ill- illegally downloading music on LimeWire or another site and lying to your parents about why your computer was running slow. Yes, true. 100%. <laughs> I loved Napster so much. Napster was awesome. Napster oh, blew my mind. Uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. I was so excited. 17. Having a collection of pink Von Dutch trucker hats. False. Those were common. Those were common. Those were but... very common, too. Like, well, because I lived in Texas, so everybody had them. But... Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought they were gross because I was, like, kind of emo, so I was not about it. Oh, we'll have to remember that and maybe take an emo quiz. Oh, please. Uh, in the future. Can we please do that? I'll send you some pictures. They're really bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so... 18. Trusting dating advice from Seventeen Magazine. Yes, true. <laughs> okay. 19. Having an embarrassing screen name. True. <laughs> Big sigh. <laughs> 20. Wearing foam platform flip-flops. With <gasps> true. Oh, boy. That's a heavy true. <laughs> I loved them. I would love them so much until they broke. <laughs> 21, saving your entire allowance for years just to afford Juicy Couture velour sweatsuits. False. Oof. Absolute false. <laughs> Though I'm sure they'd be comfortable. Um, no. No. It's, no. no not really. It was just because oh, of the, it was just the brand, you know? They looked, they looked like fuzzy. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Writing all your feelings in a Zanga account. False. I had dead journal. <laughs> <laughs> Being Team Marissa? I don't even know what that one means. I don't know what that means. So false. Making a mixed CD about your crush. True. True. Mm-hmm. All right. Last question. Okay. And going through your deep and dark emo phase by getting side bangs and wearing too much eyeliner. Oh, shit. True. <laughs> and I, I would cut the side bangs, too. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, like, I had a cowlick anyway, which I discovered. <laughs> But I would still cut it into like a weird anime like side bang thing. Again, I will, I'll send you pictures. I'm laughing because like that's kind of the picture example that they give here. So definitely send pictures. Yes, I would will. love to see that. Oh, yeah. So you scored 15 out of 25. Not terrible, but more than more than 50%. I think where you didn't score well, if you want to say that, is that, like you said, you lived that emo mm-hmm. lifestyle and not so much 
the lifestyle of a lot of people in the day, like with the Von Dutch hats and the Juicy Couture. But you you scored, a, you did a lot of things. I mean, there were some in there that I was like, ooh, ooh. Right. <laughs> yeah, some pretty cringe. I get it, I get it. But I, I guess I didn't want to remember that high school girls actually did highlight their thongs back then. Like, and it was like. <laughs> well, Okay. I'm sure in your head you're thinking like straps all the way up to my like armpits. No, no, I was not thinking that. And honestly, I'm not trying to envision a high school you in this moment. I'm trying to be neutral about it. But right, it was just a tiny, just a tiny little bit. That's good. That's good. (laughs) Very little, (laughs) and it was just to fit in, Brian. (laughs) As we did a lot of things, I get it. There was embarrassing things I did as well. You know, thanks for playing this game, and you know. I think we should do an emo quiz next, and if not, hopefully my uh, 17 magazines come in, and we'll do a quiz mm-hmm. from there. <laughs> Fantastic. I can't wait. Okay, so since you've been on, I've added a lot of awards to the and questions to the podcast, the first one being the Wooderson Award, and the Wooderson Award is named after Matthew McConaughey's character in Dazed and Confused. Originally, he was only supposed to be in the film for, like, one or two scenes, but he did so well that the director, Richard Linklater, like, added him to all these other scenes. It gave him all these other lines. And the rest is history because he became a successful actor. Um, And so my question for this award is, is there a character in this movie who you would have liked to see more of? Like, would you add scenes to anyone here? Um, yes. I want to see more uh, scenes with Christopher, with uh, Madison's cousin. I feel like... He is so interesting and he, he has so much more to him. I would have really liked at least like one more scene with him in it. Right. Yeah. Uh, That's a good one. I almost feel like he was cut out because he wasn't like hot enough for the teens of the day. You know, they made him like really dorky, even though he's probably like a good looking guy under that. Well, let's, well, let's look it up. (laughs) um well the thing is is like i know that uh, that actor james DeBello. i know he's been in a whole bunch of stuff and he is actually a pretty attractive guy oh he was in american pie he was in detroit rock city oh really oh yeah i kind of know this guy that's a good point scary movie two hello so i would oh yes so he's really actually more of an accomplished actor than the main actors than a lot of people here. You're absolutely right. Right. So I would have loved to see him in, in more scenes. You're, you're so right. Uh, wow. Yeah, okay. That's a really good nomination for that award. That's a good call. Let's give it to him. The Wooderson Award. All right. Next award is the Long Duck Dong Award in God. 16 Candles. <laughs> Famously a racist character. Yeah. Who, yeah, probably should have been deleted from the film. So this award is for someone, for whether it's dated or just you didn't enjoy was there anyone you would delete from this film completely? Oh, although I hate to say this, Jason Ritter's character. <laughs> well, like, what was the point? There was no point. I didn't get it because there was already another guy on the swim team, you know? Like, right. And that was like the asshole friend who served a purpose. He was used as a tool by Madison to get closer to, uh, to Ben. So it totally makes sense. But Jason was just like, well, I'm the, I'm the third guy, you know, <laughs> like. I'm going number three. It, it just didn't, you know, like no offense to him, but I just didn't see what purpose his character served. <laughs> I 100% agree. That was actually my choice as well. <laughs> That's why I laughed. Yeah. It was He was fun, right? But like, again, in a movie of an hour and 20 minutes, you wouldn't think like there could be things that could be deleted. There could be right. things that could be deleted. <laughs> yeah. And, and you can give that place then to 
Christopher, for sure. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Okay, so here's my next award. It's called the Cameron Fry Award. Alan Ruck in Ferris Bueller's Day Off played Cameron Fry, and he he was actually 30 years old playing a high schooler. I think he was fine. But I asked this question because there's so many movies where – you're like, that guy's in high school? He looks like he's 40. <laughs> Was there yeah. anyone here who looked way too old to be in high school? Uh, I would actually, you know what? I would probably say he, the main character. Uh, Jesse Bradford? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. can see that. He looks, see like, that. he looks like 30. <laughs> not, and not in a bad way, but like in comparison to you know his, uh, the, his girlfriend, that character. His character looked like she was a senior in high school. His buddy uh, looks like he's like a sophomore in college, but okay, like you still get away with it. But I don't know, there's something about him that made him seem a lot older. Definitely, definitely. And and it's funny because Erica Christensen, mm-hmm. she looks young, but she dresses old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was, I don't know. It was just because that, you know, I, I was going to say her, but we've already been talking about like her weird dialogue throughout this movie. <laughs> I was like, that's too easy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. So unfortunately, you know, I know we're having a fun time talking about this movie, but the critics did not agree with the fun time that we're having. <laughs> the, critic, the critics on Rotten Tomatoes gave this 15%, which is a super Whoa. obvious low score. That's the audience lower than what Tammy and the T-Rex would ever say. <laughs> probably. <laughs> and the audience, not great either, 32%. Oh, I mean, it wasn't that bad. No, I don't think it was that bad. Again, I had fun with it. Maybe if you go in with really high expectations, you're going to be like, oh, wow. This movie kind of sucks, but I had a good time. So on an A to F scale based purely on enjoyment, and again, you could use pluses and minuses, what will you give Swim Fan? At a C. You know, middle of the road. You didn't fail, but you definitely didn't exceed expectations. Exactly. It was like you made an effort and you did it. You, (laughs) You turned in mediocre work. Here you go. That's what I would say. You know, you hit the nail right on the head in my mind because it is what it is. And that's not a bad thing. Sometimes this movie is not going to make you think, but it's also not going to take your attention away from the screen either. To me, I gave it a a C minus, but I I don't mean that in a bad way. That's, you know, like three stars, almost like two and a half stars. This is not a 13% film. This is just a dumb, silly, murdery, fun film and did it like draw me in yes did it make me like jump at certain times yes it's not like a bloodbath or anything like that but it was uh i I liked watching it i liked watching it i mean it was that taylor's oldest time of an obsessive love you know what i mean you know it's because again (laughs) this is not unheard of for there to be like kind of like an obsessive stalking situation and things kind of out of hand you find him in hot water you know so i mean it's a fun little romp i would say (laughs) you make a great point this is a movie we've seen a million times and i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing you know exactly what you're getting into when you get into it you're gonna see different things right like this is a story we've seen before but in a pool (laughs) exactly exactly and i mean you see this in that movie uh fear Right? I know, a little bit, a little bit. Just covered that on High School Slumber Party. Well, when this comes out. Yes, I saw. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you see that 
in that movie. Yeah, Fatal Attraction. Like when love goes a little too far, like obsession, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, and we talked about it a lot on Fear. These movies, in a weird way, were marketed almost exclusively to teenage girls. And they were fairly popular at the time. I don't know if Swim Fan necessarily did well. Let's see, Swim Fan. These movies were almost guaranteed moneymakers, like from the 90s and early 2000s. This film had a $10 million budget, which is not a big budget, but it still made $34 million. Now, is that like groundbreaking? No, but that's tripling its budget. Right, so it still made some money. Yeah. Some interest. A pretty good amount, so... You know, good for them. They've accomplished what they need to accomplish. Do I want, like, maybe my teenagers watching this, if theoretically they had them, watching this and, like, learning things? Probably not. But in a (laughs) weird way, a movie about a a crazy person, (laughs) and I'm using, you know, air quotes, like a crazy person who, you know, kills people and they're swimming in high school and all that. Like, it's good, clean fun. As weird as that sounds. No, yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's simple. You don't have to think too hard. And... You know, it's early 2000s, like the costume, not the costumes, but like the clothing was cute. Like how stuff was kind of baggy, oh adorable, <laughs> you know? What what he's wearing at that final shot is so 2000s, like those baggy cargo pants. Oh, I know. And it's like, <laughs> you know, how did those pants fit around your cute little waist? You know, <laughs> the teenager. <laughs> okay, so two more uh, questions I ask every week. The first one, what is your swim fan sleeping bag look like uh i guess for this one it would look a lot like those those pants that he had a lot of cargo <laughs> pockets <laughs> you know for my for my swimming goggles and you know for the the earplugs for the pool that's what mine would have for sure oh i love it that's a good one <laughs> <laughs> okay so th- this segment is called rent two movies get one free if you and I were having a slumber party together and we decided to rent Swim Fan, but this magical blockbuster that we walked in has movies from all different eras and all different genres and all different you know, times and themes, what two other movies should we watch on our slumber party and rent in our Rent Two Movies Get One Free deal? Oh, you know what they'd be? It would be, uh, one would be The Glass House. Oh. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, I um, forgot about that movie. Yeah, yeah. I forget what the, the main actress's name was, but I, I absolutely loved that one. It would be that one, and then the second one. And there is kind of a theme here. I don't know if you could tell. Uh, <laughs> the second one would be uh, 2006's When a Stranger Calls with, uh, yes, with uh, Camila Bell, that one. So I've it's like the, it. it's like the remake of the original 19, I think 1979 film about like, you know, there's a babysitter and she gets a phone call of a man that says that seemingly is watching the house. Well, after she calls the police, they trace the call and find out that the intruder is actually inside the house. So Ooh, that's a good classic. One. Yeah. Perfect slumber, slumber party movie. Um, <laughs> so yeah, those would be the two the glass house and when a stranger calls for sure. Well, Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for uh, playing the quiz with me once again and letting me rewatch or watch Swim Fan, you know, because it's, it's been a while since I've even thought about this film. And, you know, I had a blast and can't wait to have you on again. Alex, where can people find you and follow you if you so choose? And anything else you'd like to say or plug? Uh, yeah, well, you can find me on Instagram at this is Alex underscore dude. Right now, um, really the only thing that I'm posting is books that I've been reading. Uh, the most recent one is like an Icelandic 
mythical fairy tale kind of book, which was really, really interesting. So you can find me there. I also just found my password for Facebook. So you can find me on there as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm that bored. Alexandra Schroeder, come drop me a line. And um, yeah, that is pretty much what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> great. Great to hear. Um, wait, did you mention the book? Because I, I think you might have cut out. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the book is called The Blue Fox. The Blue Fox. Awesome. Well, again, it's always a blast having you on, and we'll chat with you again soon. Thank you so much for having me. Always a huge blast having Alex. She's so fun. <laughs> that quiz was great. <laughs> and Swim Fan, you know, fun movie to talk about, that's for sure. So quickly, listening back to that, since I said I did record it early in pandemic, a couple things I wanted to mention. First, if the internet connection wasn't that great. I apologize. I could hear it fine, but my hearing is terrible. So who knows? The beginning of pandemic, everyone was using every little part of the internet. So sometimes it was hard to get guests with perfect reception, but I heard her well. And again, I had fun in that episode. Hope you did too. A couple other things. Daniel Hodea, obviously in Clueless. Of course, he's the dad in Clueless. How could I miss that? Shame on me for being the high school slumber party host and not mentioning that in the episode. Also, Team Marissa, Obviously, a reference from the OC. Can't believe I missed that one as well. So, our movie for Monday is a classic. A classic. It's a movie that a lot of people have been asking when I was going to do it. I think that's because it's recently been on HBO Max, so you can check it out there if you do have HBO Max. If not, I'm sure you own the DVD. The film is Can't Buy Me Love. Can't Buy Me Love. Cindy Mancini and Ronald Miller live on the same street, but they're in totally different worlds. Wouldn't you like to be popular? Cindy's hot, Ronald's not, but he's got a plan that could change all that. I want to rent you. Rent me? Yeah. You pretend you like me, and we go out for just a few weeks. Just going out with me is not going to make you popular. Well, I have a thousand dollars. It says it will. Now, the biggest social transformation in history... No hand-holding, kissing, and I get my lunch hour off. ...is about to begin. Okay, Donald, we're ready. Listen to you one last thing. Yeah. My name is Ronald, not Donald. I think that's Ronald Miller. Didn't you like to mow our lawn? Ronald's over in no man's land, and he's still alive. He's going from totally geek... Totally chic. Let's dance! <laughs> To totally out of control. I have moves. All I ever did was think about you. Say yourself. Don't change. Me change? Never. It's the comedy that proves a thousand dollars can buy popularity, but it can't buy me love. Such a such a heartbreaker. Oh, BT Dubs, I think I said that this episode was coming out on Monday. No, this is this Friday's episode, because Fridays are for fun. And one of the funnest, if that's a word, funnest people on Friday I know is Mr. Third Times, Mr. Hanks for the Memories, Mr. Cruise Club, Mr. Cage Club, Mr. Keanu Club. That's Mike Manzi. He'll be here to talk about Can't Buy Me Love. And he'll be here to become my most tenured guest of 2020. It'll be his 10th episode of the year. Bravo to Mike Manzi for that great accomplishment. But he won't be alone. 
all the way from Australia. Shawnee Mead will join us as well. So it'll be me, Mike, Shawnee, talking about Can't Buy Me Love. Thank you guys this week so much for listening. Thank you for mixing my drinks by my pool. But <sighs> I think it's time to go to bed. Some other quick things I wanted to mention, of course. I want to thank Alex again for the billionth time that I'll do on this podcast because she's great. She's always so entertaining. And listening back to that, I was like, wait, she brought up When a Stranger Calls? Mind you, it was the remake, so maybe she put that in my mind, and I didn't even realize for Babysitting Monday. So thank you, Alex. Really, really appreciate the recommendation, even though I didn't even realize you made the recommendation. So thank you for that. Let's see. Is there anything else? Oh, yeah. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop to look around once in a while, you could miss it. I'm going to leave you with another song from the Swim Fan soundtrack, and that is by a band called Wayne. Not Fountains of Wayne, unfortunately. They're just called Wayne, and the song is called Slow Down. What do you do at a yellow light? Slow down. That's a joke from Taxi. It's a dad joke. I get it. Never mind. (laughs) Later, dudes.